0: Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hi, everybody. My guest today is a returning guest. Her name is Katie Rampin. She is a breast cancer survivor an advocate, and she's helping others through her breast Health Empowerment Membership. Welcome back, Katie. Thank you so much, Marcia. I'm so looking forward to speaking with you today. Oh, it's going to be just great. And I thought let's just start off before we get into this very important subject. Why don't you just tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself that maybe didn't hear the last time we were together on my show.
1: Okay, great. Um, So I consider myself a native Californian, even though I was born in New York, um, because my family moved here when I was like two years old. So um, I'm a native sort of Los Angeles as I think of it. Um, And I've lived in Westchester now for 25 years, believe it or not. Um, And over the years, I've had a lot of different, played a lot of different roles, um, had a lot of different jobs and, you know, worn different hats. But I would say the two most important things I've done in my life um, are, uh, you know, be mother to my two children, um, who I now actually officially, as of yesterday, do not have any more children because my youngest turned 18. What? Oh, um, my God. I know. It's crazy. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, and then the second most important thing is what I'm doing right now, which is um, mm-hmm. basically have, teaching women how to advocate for themselves and their health.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I just, it's its terrific. And, you know, there isn't anybody that doesn't know that October is known as Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But can you explain why you like to call it Breast Health Awareness Month instead? Yes, I would love to. Um, the spin here is I think the reality is
1: we all are blatantly, you know, very much aware that can- breast cancer is, is you know, it's one in eight women will get breast cancer in their lifetime. And you may not know this statistic, but every two minutes someone is diagnosed with breast cancer in the U.S. So that gives wow. you an idea of how prevalent this is. But what we don't know, there's just not enough emphasis on what we can do to prevent it. How do we, how do we actually keep our breast health, you know? So these are the things like even long ago when I was a poster child for breast cancer awareness and whatnot, the emphasis was always on finding the cure, right? And raising money. But I don't, I don't think that's where we need to focus our attention. We need to focus our attention on what, how you can empower yourself to live healthy life and not get breast cancer in the first place. And if you do get it, to, you know, cure it the right way and then, you know, not have it come back. So that's all within your power. And a lot of people think they don't have that power, but you do.
0: <laughs> yes, it's true. And and I think that knowing that we have powerful tools does take some of the fear and anxiety away. And when we spoke several years ago, you were a health empowerment coach and now you're a breast cancer recovery advocate. So tell us more about that, what that means. Yeah, so I think I'm not totally unique in that, you know, when you're um,
1: given a sort of life-threatening diagnosis, you, you're kind of thrown into, like, learning everything you can about it, right? I mean, I didn't know anything about cancer or breast cancer before I was diagnosed um, in, in, in 2012. And so I, you know, I, but, you know, I really went into it and I spent years following people and watching documentaries and whatnot. And what Mm -hmm. surprised me the most is when I learned all this information, I was like, whoa, why don't people know this? Why don't, why isn't there more focus on the prevention? Why don't people know the connection between diet and lifestyle and disease? And so I really wanted being be, you know, a mother of young children. I really thought it was important, you know, and also watching, you know, kids, um, you know, their problems skyrocketing with, you know, various diseases. Uh, I really wanted to empower people to live healthier lives. But I have to say what happened is then, uh, so I was on that path of, of teaching people what I had learned. And then it, I, I was diagnosed with a second breast cancer um, just in, uh, 2020. And so then I was like, you know what, I think this is the message from the universe that I need to focus on really just breast cancer and helping women, um, prevent and heal breast cancer. So that's, that's the difference. It's, it's really a lot of the same information only, you know, of course, now I focus specifically on breast cancer, but, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's such important information to have because again, uh, we'll get into that more later but once sure you have will. this knowledge then, then then you can then you can really you know um, empower yourself but yeah.
0: yeah absolutely and Katie I just want to let those of you that are listening and I'll make sure that it's in my blog as well i'm going to spell your name and i'm also going to let people know this is your website which is just phenomenal so Katie Katie Rampen is K A T I E R A M P E N Dot com, And when you go to Katie's website, you will see precisely what we'll be talking about today and you will see what kind of membership and what she is offering people. Because, you know, it doesn't just affect one person. It affects your spouse. Mm-hmm. It affects yeah. your children. It affects your friends, not to mention yourself. So I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, you could... Every month you could think about, well, what do they talk about in this month? I think um, November is prostate cancer. I happen to have uh, my father and my brother um, had prostate cancer. So I know that, you know, it's not like the, the only illness out there is breast cancer but right. so many right. people, and they're so are, related like,
1: too. I will say that as well. Like you know, and a lot of the tips, you know, since I follow so many different doctors and so many different people in this space, you know, I'm I'm always mm-hmm. fascinated when oh something that I've been sharing oh that also helps you prevent Alzheimer's disease. Like again, do people, you know, something that's not curable but it is preventable, and so yes. yeah, like we're learning more and more about this, and disease is really. The, the, the heart of the word is dis-ease, and basically it's the wow. lack of, you know, health, right? And, and they're all related. So the more I learn about breast cancer, the more I learn about that that's only one offshoot. But if you, if you follow my stuff, you're really helping to prevent all kinds of diseases, not just breast cancer.
0: Yeah. I love that. No one has ever spoke that to me before, dis-ease, making you uncomfortable. Mm. That is phenomenal. Yeah. So you mentioned that you are a two-time breast cancer survivor. So how shocked were you when it came back after you were told that you were cured and this was now your second experience? And how was this, how was this different? Tell us, the, tell us what happened. Yeah, yeah. So the, I, I
1: will say, frankly, I was really shocked. Um, on two levels, one, because, you know, literally my doctors said, well, you know, the good news is, you know, we caught it early and it's like 98% curable and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, they said too, that if I went with a double mastectomy, which was very radical for the stage I had and everything, or I thought even at the time it was very radical. Uh-huh. Um, but they said, if you do that, then you, you know, like you'll be cured you'll be done. And I thought, wow, okay. And it was very hard for me to make that decision. You know, a lot of women have that Mm. decision, Um, lumpectomy, mastectomy and whatnot. And, but I thought, you know, do I really want this ticking time bomb? Do I really want to be worrying about this in the future? So I, and I just was like, no, I want to once and done. I want to be, you know, I want to get through this and not ever worry about it in the future. Well, So, yeah, you could imagine, they told me they took all my breast tissue, right? So how could I possibly get breast cancer again? Um, Mm -hmm. It was not on my radar. I was totally shocked. And a lot of people, when I share my story, are shocked because they think they're done. They think, oh, wait, what? I can get breast cancer again? Um, They sometimes do, myself included, you do know that uh, you can get breast cancer in the future, even after a double mastectomy, because... When breast if breast cancer moves to other organs in your body or what we call metastasis, if it goes elsewhere and and starts more cancer there, they still call that breast cancer. So that would be a breast cancer recurrence that has now gone to your liver, your bones, your you know whatever. Um, you pray that that never happens, of course. But um, but they don't really say that you can actually. For me, I found my second breast cancer. It myself, and I was followed very closely by an oncologist every three months, um, or actually I think at the time it was six months. But anyway, the point is I was seeing her regularly. She did not find my breast cancer. I found my second breast cancer by wow. examining my breast every month, which again, I'll talk about. But my number one thing I tell every woman out there is you need to be familiar with your breasts. You need to examine your breasts every month. If you are um, postmenopausal, then you need to just do it on the same day every month, like, say, the first of the month. If you are still menstruating, then you want to do it, you know, like a week after you've started your period or, you know, so because when your breasts aren't as tender and not as lumpy. But basically, you want to get on a schedule and know what feels normal, what doesn't feel normal. Um, I teach that in my women. I even have an, uh, a device that you could buy that will teach you how to feel in your breast and what a lump feels like at different levels and stuff. Wow. Because that's mm. super critical. Like you can't wait for that yearly visit with your gynecologist or that yearly mammogram or whatever. No, you need to take your health into your hands. And I say here, literally, and examine your breast. Yes. Because if I hadn't found that, you know, again, at that point, that breast cancer, my second one was very aggressive, grew very fast, very big. Um, So, you know, I had to get into action again. And, um, you know, so, but, oh, but to get to the last part of your question, I do want to answer this because it's very important. How was my second experience different? A hundred percent different. I was so empowered the second time around because of what I now know and do. Um, I advocated for everything. Uh, I knew what questions to ask. I knew, you know, I advocated for the surgery exactly the way I wanted it under my terms. Uh, It went so smoothly. Everything was, I mean, it's just, it makes the world of difference because the first time you get, you know, if anyone tells you you have a life-threatening disease, I will tell you, it is, there's nothing worse. The, the, the mm-hmm. bottom drops out from under you. It is frightening as I'll get out. I was, you know, just bawling to my husband on the phone because basically when I went in for my uh, mammogram, you know, uh, they made me come back for a second screen and then they were doing all this testing and then they immediately said I had to have a biopsy. I couldn't even wait to think about it. And they put so much fear into me, I, I, just, I thought I was going to die right then and there. So, but then the second time, to be empowered, you know, to know, like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to, you know, think about this. I'm going to do my research. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it my way and not, be, mm-hmm. not give in to the fear, you know, because fear is a very negative, uh, you know, unempowering emotion. And it's also not good for your health. <laughs>
0: right. Right. No, you yeah. I would agree with you that that level of anxiety and stress isn't your partner. So, um so you had that 8 year in between the two. Um are you cancer-free now?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, so um I am what they call NED or
1: no evidence of disease, which means that you know, given our lovely modern scanning um, things, the last time I was you know checked out in terms of MRIs and whatnot, um, it, it looks like I there's no cancer there. But I will, I am now well aware that um, cancer will always be. Part of my life. Actually, to be honest, it's part of everyone's life. Cancer is a normal Mm -hmm. part of living like everyone has some sort of I mean, it's going to some people may argue with me on this, but cancer is a normal part, right? We have cells that go rogue, right? So people don't understand what even cancer is, but cells that go rogue or kind of unchecked. Um, but usually the immune system takes care of those. They, they get rid of them, right? They, if I, they do what's called apoptosis or they die, cell death. So your body usually gets rid of any bad cells. But what happens is, you know, with cancer is that it can go undetected by your immune system, which is just ravaged these days by the lifestyle that we're living And once it goes undetected, you know, then they can kind of grow unchecked, and that's where you get a problem. So I just really want to emphasize to anyone who's ever had, you know, breast cancer or whatnot, that I don't care what the doctor told you; it's really not a curable disease. Um, That was going to be my next question. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's 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 treatable. treatable. It's treatable, but it's not really curable. Even when you're no evidence disease. That doesn't mean that it can't come back tomorrow, next year, five years, ten years, right? Like sometimes they give you those random years like, oh, if you get to five years, you're good. Like me, I got beyond five years. I thought, okay, I'm good to go, right? No, I wasn't. Um, And now I kind of know why, but, you know, the the reality is it's just always something that's going to be on my radar. It's not a once and done you have to make the lifestyle choices that we're going to be talking about more and, you know, later today,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that once you do those, that's, that's where the empowerment comes in. And it's not so much of like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to be dealing with this my whole life. No, you know, you will, you will get through. If you're in the midst of it right now, to anyone who's right now in the midst of treatment and whatnot, you, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You'll get through it. You, you, but you don't want to say to yourself, oh, I can't wait to get through this because I wanna go back to my old life, right? I wanna, no, if, if you've gone through this and you just go back to the way you were living before you had breast cancer, then you're, you're, you know, you're, missing, you're missing the message. There's, there's some reason, um, and not to say that you are to blame or you caused your breast cancer, but there's some reason it happened. And you what you want to do is look for those signs. You know, what is it? Do you have too much stress in your life? Are you not eating well? Are you not, you know, are you not getting enough sleep? Um, do you, you know, is, is there problems with your relationships? There's so many things that affect your health. And you really want to learn from, you know, and look at for the silver lining of your diagnosis. It's really hard, uh-huh. you know, when you're the thick of it. To think, to think that breast cancer has a silver lining, but I'm here to tell you I've gone through it twice I don't wish it on my worst enemy, but I am a better person for it today i am i wow. obviously you know wasn't going to was not going to take this path uh, as you as we may get to talk about I used to be an actress you know why am I now a breast cancer you know because it's so important right and because yes I am now making a difference in a different way for people that Um, you know, that I guess God or whoever intended me to do. So This I was meant to go through this so that I could now turn around and teach other women and so that they hopefully don't go
0: through what I went through. Well, let's, let's, let's get some advice from you. So I know that you have something called your three pillars of health. And so let's talk about why they're so crucial and that everyone, but especially anyone with breast cancer diagnosis, have them. I believe the words are enlightenment, empowerment, and encouragement. Let's talk about these three pillars. You, t- you tell us. Oh, awesome. Yes. These
1: are, this is my favorite topic now. Um, I like to call these the three E's, <laughs> um, uh-huh. but exactly. I feel like, so to, to start off with the first pillar is enlightenment, um, which we're doing right now, right? Enlightenment is basically yes. knowledge, right? So this, here's my thing. The funny thing is, um, there's something called what you don't know that you don't know. You know, when wow, I was God, diagnosed I with breast cancer, yeah, when I was mm-hmm. diagnosed with breast cancer, I knew that I didn't know anything about breast cancer, so I could just easily start researching breast cancer. But what's interesting is there's all these things when I started researching that I didn't know that I didn't know, like I didn't know that there was a link between alcohol and breast cancer. I didn't know oh. that there was a link between sugar and breast cancer. You know, I didn't know that it wasn't mostly genetic. There was all these things that I didn't know. And if you don't know them, then how can you make a choice, right? Like in my daily living, I looked at my parents who drank uh, wine with dinner. Every, you know, they had a cocktail and then they had wine with dinner every night. So I'm thinking, that's healthy. That's fine. They're healthy, right? It's okay, Well, no, so I was actually making a choice every night when I poured, you know, that alcohol and was drinking and thinking, well, you know, I don't binge drink. I'm not, I'm healthy, right? right? No, because I didn't know about the connection. Now I know. And so some people will say to me, oh, so does that mean I can't drink? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that you are now empowered. You can decide, is it worth me having that drink tonight? Um, of course Mm -hmm. I love I'll just tell you I love a good glass of wine I like to drink but I don't drink as often I don't drink every night because it's a huge connection and I just was unaware of that and I think that's crucial Mm -hmm. so there's so many and that's just the tip of the iceberg I could go on four days and I do (laughs) I mean this is why I teach courses and you know and all these things I have all these YouTubes and stuff because there's so many things like that and until you know them then how can you make a choice, right? You just, you're just going along in your life, like, you know, assuming that things are healthy for you. Like a lot of the products you buy, they're toxic, but you don't know that until you know it. And then once you know it, now you can make a decision, do I want to buy that, do I want to use that, do I want to ingest that? And that's, what, that's the enlightenment.
0: So that's wow. pillar one.
1: Mm-hmm. Pillar number two is empowerment, and this is where the advocacy comes in. Um, it, once you are empowered to advocate for yourself, it's like, it's, and in any and all area of your life, it's huge, right? Like I don't, I don't just advocate for my health. I advocate for myself on all kinds of levels, um, and, it's, and I'm so much happier for it, right? It's not about being the pain in the ass and being like, you know, I want things done, I'm high maintenance, I want things done my way. It's about really connecting with what's right for me, Katie, and then saying, and then just seeing, like, you know, like, I don't know, let's say, uh, you know, Marcia, can I, I really, I can only do this podcast if I'm outside, you know, is that okay? And you'd be like, that's great, that's fine. So does it hurt for me to ask you that? No, but it it could make a huge world the difference to me, and how I deliver the podcast if I hadn't asked that question. And so that's exactly. the kind of thing I teach. Yeah, I teach women with with um, you know, their doctors. It's sometimes really intimate. Well, I shouldn't say sometimes. I think it's always intimidating to speak to a medical professional because it's like we put them up on these pedestals, like they know everything, I know nothing. I don't want to, you know, they know, and I, I just, I don't want to ask because, you know, I can't ask that. If if, if it was a possibility, they would tell me, right? Well, no, that's not necessarily the case. But if you ask, if you say, I'll give you one example that I think I, I tell my women is so great. Um, there's a meditation I tell women to listen to uh, before and during surgery, and it's called um Meditations for Successful Surgery, and it's by uh, Belarus, uh, something Belarus, I think is her name. Anyway, it's, it's readily available. Um, and I asked my surgeon if I could listen to it during my lumpectomy lump, lump that I had in um, 2020. And um, most people would say, oh, you can't, you can't listen to you know, your, your phone during a surgery. Um, well, guess what? They said yes. And Mm. not only did I listen to it, but they told me that my surgery, um, it lasted exactly the same amount of time as the podcast, not the podcast, the the meditation. And they said your body was so cooperative. It was super easy. We were Mm. in and out. Like it was just, to me, it blew my mind. But I was like, there you go. There's the power. And just that whole surgery went so well because – I was empowered that day. I went in there like, these people are on my team. They're going to make me get better. They're going to get rid of this breast cancer. I was laughing with them, joking with them. Um, You know, it was not a fearful situation at all. It was was a great day. And um, that's not the situation I had with my first surgery, and I can tell you that, where I was scared to death. And I just was begging my surgeon before I went under, please don't take all my lymph nodes. I need them. Please, 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 you know, please don't make me worse than I am today. Um, So I I look at those two differences, and so that's why I see the value of what I offer to women, because I want you to be me, the second Katie, not me, the first Katie. But when you go to breast cancer the first time, right? So, um, yeah. So, wow, okay, um, I know I'm speaking then, a lot. If you want to
0: jump in before I get to my third pillar. No, no, yeah. no. I, I know I'd, yes. I'd, like, I'd like to hear, I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but let's talk about encouragement because that's your third pillar. Yes, perfect. Okay, so third, the third pillar, well,
1: again, I've been sort of talking about it, but this is not, this, is, this studies actually show that women who are in a supportive community heal better, faster, have better results, live longer. Um, So it's really important that you get the encouragement you need. Uh, I don't think any, you know, we are, we are social beings. We're all meant to connect. I think if, if the pandemic taught us one thing is like, wow, we really took for granted being with each other and how much we feed of each other. And we created, you know, thank God we created zoom and we're able to still Uh connect, but so many, so many women feel alone in this fight, and it, you just can't. It's really important, and not everybody has supportive friends and family. And if you don't, mm-hmm. you you've got to get that community. It doesn't have to be with me and my women, but you know, find it somewhere. There's tons. I have lots of um, resources out there. You know, the American Cancer Society. There's a great organization in, in Los Angeles, Living Beauties, which again, you could you could get. Um, on a national level, and there's another organization, the Cancer Support Community. There's Magnolia House through Tower. All of these organizations support cancer survivors and thrivers, and it's. But it's very important you get that encouragement. You do not want to go through this alone. Um, you, you, it will really impact your health. If you know, and it's so great to be in a community. With, uh, with like-minded people. And I will tell you, mm-hmm. I, I started my membership now a year ago in November, and I have this rock star community. And we're, we, we learn from each other. You know, yeah, I'm the leader, yes, but I, am by, I have learned so much from my members. It's incredible. We teach each other, and we're there for each other week in and week out. So your ups, your downs, your good days, your bad days, we do what I call celebrations. And also um, challenges, you know, the two Cs, you know. So what are your challenges? What are your celebrations? And just like having a, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what am I thinking of it? Um, A lot of people get a a gym, a coach, you know, for the gym. You know, they have someone that, you know, and then they go. A private trainer. A trainer, a Mm -hmm. trainer. That's what I'm trying to think of. A trainer, Right. right? You think of it the same way. Exercise is not, okay, go exercise one day and then you're done. It's the same with this. It's a journey, right? So it's not, your health is not going to be a once and done. And it's really great to have people that are, you know, on that same path as you looking for vibrant health and keep you on that journey. So the encouragement, again, it's
0: another key, uh, key of my three pillars. Wow. Well, I know that um, it's important that we trust our, our gut. I know that that's important, and you you have seven. You call it simple steps to a healthier you, and I would really like to focus on that now. I I, I am including that in my um, blog, Katie, so that people yeah. don't have to take these notes. Um, I've included that, so those seven steps are listed. But I'd like you to just you know briefly tell us a little bit about these seven simple steps. Great. Okay. And also,
1: um, so your listeners know, anyone can get, um, I have a a really quick PDF uh, that you can download for free. Um, And if you go to my link tree, so um, you could just Google, in fact, it will be in the show notes, but um, Google Katie Rampin and, and then link tree, and it'll come up, and then the second button that you push on, you just click on that, give me your email address, and it'll send you these seven simple steps to your email um, address. And just so you know, too, I made this document super quick and easy. It's like seven steps that you could read in seven minutes. It's like just a couple Mm -hmm. pages long, and I did that purposely because I get it. Like, You know, people make these wonderful e-books and everything, but who has time for all that information, right? I want you, I want this digestible. I want you to get these seven steps that I'm going to give you right now. I'm going to talk about them, but I'd love you to print them out, put them on your refrigerator and then practice them because honestly, if you practice even one of these, just baby steps, start with one and then move to two, you will watch your health transform. I,
0: I guarantee it, but okay let So, Yeah. Katie, let me interrupt really quickly because yeah. the the link tree PDF is not on your katierampin.com, correct? So, I need to include that in my follow-up for you, right? Because it's it's yes. not listed yeah. on yeah. your actual website. It's, so, let's when we're through with right. this conversation, I want to make sure I have that done accurately so people can get that PDF just like you said. All right, okay, so perfect. now that yes. I've, so now so let's talk about these simple steps.
1: yes, okay, so the first one has to do with the obvious, which is we are mostly made up of water, so it's really important that you drink plenty of clean water every day. The amount that you want to drink is about half your body weight in ounces, um, and so that would be like if you 're hundred pounds we're talking fifty ounces a day uh, that's the optimal level right i I used to have this Conversation with my my children, it's a lot. It is, and it's really hard. I actually use a little app now that reminds me to water my plant, i.e., drink water throughout the day. And I realize I don't even drink enough water every day. Like, and I and I preach this stuff, so it's it's a lot of water. But if you wait until you are thirsty, you your body is like in is is in detriment mode, right? Like we don't want you to be be hydrated. that you're dehydrated, right? Exactly. So you want to be optimal. So the optimal amount is that. And then the next thing is you don't want to drink out of um, you want to drink filtered water, preferably um, the best thing is sort of like a reverse osmosis system, but those are expensive. So if you just even get a, you know, a Brita or some, some, some way to filter right. your water. Cause there's, I do and, that. and no plastic, yeah. no plastic. Plastic mm-hmm. is not only bad for the environment. It's bad for your health. So mm-hmm. please, please, please ditch the plastic bottles. Get a uh, glass or, a, you know, aluminum, um, not aluminum, uh, sorry, stainless steel. Oops, uh, I, I, I stainless stainless steel, right. Uh-huh, yeah, right. Yeah, water bottle. Yeah, those, those are the two best ones. Um, yeah, so that's, that's number one uh and then i think i added on in the in the article i wrote for the paper uh, for the magazine this month i added alcohol because that is such a such an important one too just avoid the alcohol if you can um because really it's it's sad but true but it's it's just it's just a bad player it's just doesn't good it's not good for your health um okay. number two is to eat a whole unprocessed organic food as much as possible um, so again, what do I talk? What am I talking about with whole? You hear this sometimes, you know, eat whole foods. What does that mean? Think about it in terms of like food from nature. Whole foods as 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 it came from nature. They're not processed, so they don't come in a box. They don't come in a package. They're not in the refrigerated or freezer section. They're kind of like on the, you know, the outsides or the in, depending on your, how your grocery store is laid out it's the produce Uh section, right? It's, it's that, those kind of foods that come directly um, from nature. Those are going to be best. Now, organic, we could get into a whole side conversation about this, but why is organic so important? Is it the end all be all? No, but it's the best thing that we have right now to assure you're not getting uh, food that is contaminated with lots of pesticides and herbicides. Um, Unfortunately in this country, we spray everything with glyphosate. Glyphosate is a known carcinogenic toxin. Uh, literally, they have people in hazmat suits spraying this stuff on our food. Um, and then we put it in the grocery stores and we eat it. What? No. Um, it's, it's so – and then what I tell people is, like, ooh, I can't afford organic. Okay, well, you can afford to eat certain things organic. So – Then what I say is, you know, use wisely. There's something called the Environmental Working Group, or EWG. You can go to ewg.org, and they publish every year what they call the Dirty Dozen and the Clean Fifteen. So these (laughs) are 12 12, uh, produces that are, like, the worst. Like, they're just, like, for instance, strawberries are always, like, at the top of the list. Because there's yeah. literally like 20-some poisons on a single strawberry. What? And, and mm-hmm. you can't wash it off because it, you know, it, it soaks into the berry, right? It's inside the berry. There's no skin on a berry. You eat the skin. So usually right. what you'll find, but it's not always, though, but usually what you'll find are the, the things that have the outer peels and skins that are thick that you can take off. Like, for instance, I don't buy organic bananas, right? But, I you know, I mm-hmm. do buy organic blueberries. So what you want to do is look at those lists and then of course I, I should say the clean 15 are things that you know are actually pretty good and you might not realize, you know what I mean? So they're fine to buy a, you know regular not organic. So if you have mm-hmm. to pick and choose you can. Now if you if you if you're so able I would just say just buy everything organic <laughs> because then right. you know you're safe and <clears throat> and even packaged goods and because even things like people will say, well, why do I need to eat, say, organic um, Cheerios, for instance? That's oats, right? So, but yeah, we it turns out we spray our crops with glyphosate to <clears throat> to kill it, like to kill the wheat, so that they could harvest it faster. So even if it's not something where they'd need to, um, you know, get rid of the pests, it's crazy, right? It's just, we use way too many toxic chemicals in our, in the production of our food. Um, So when you, when, when, by, by, by definition, organic is not allowed to be, to have, you know, these chemicals on them. And they're not allowed to be GMO either, which is another side topic, but GMOs refer to genetically modified organisms. And the industry has very smartly sort of change the name of that they know that people are on to gmos and they, they 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 tried to avoid them so now they're calling them something else and you know the bottom line is mm. if there's a profit to be made these companies are going to market to you and they're going to try to hide the fact that they have gmos or that they're you know not organic and uh i think the the funniest thing lately is is when people when things are like they say they're um, you know, they're vegan or they're, or they're gluten-free, and that's supposed to mean that they're healthier, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, right? Because
0: I see. You, could have
1: a, you could have a vegan cookie, I mean, uh, you know, and that's not healthy for you, but it just means that it doesn't have any animal products in it. Same with gluten-free. Right. There are products that have always been gluten-free, but that doesn't, you know what I mean? So it's kind of funny. They, the, the, the industry will jump on whatever, you know, they think will sell products. Um, so yeah, so I, am going off onto a side note here, but, um, that's kind of the organic part of it. All right. um, Okay. So then number three is get plenty of good quality sleep. We are so sleep deprived in this country. I I mean, maybe the world over, but definitely in the U S it's just crazy. And then, and then there's the thing where people say, well, I, I think I do get enough sleep. But then you've got to look at the quality of your sleep, right? Because even if you're getting, say, the recommended seven or eight hours of sleep, are you sleeping in a dark room, you know, uh, that's, you know, not too hot, not too cold? Um, do you have no, you know, EMFs, which are, um, uh, you know, like radioactivity around you? A lot of people, like, plug their phone in right next to their head on their bedstand, stand, uh, and they have an alarm clock there, and they have their phone and you know no 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 you want to get all that out of your bedroom right you, if you if you have your phone next to your bed then you should put it on airplane mode every night so you're not constantly bombarded by the radio signals you know going i mean it's, it's wonderful to have technology wow. but it's also not good for our health um yeah i mean wow. if people don't understand that bluetooth technology cell phone technology they all have a downside. Downside, and mm-hmm. that is that we're getting this radioactivity that that actually can cause DNA damage to our cells. These studies are being done. We know this to be a fact. Mm-hmm. The problem wow. is, you know, we just you know we're just not aware of it. So sure. what do you do? So you either, either put it in another room, yeah, put it in another room, or um, you know, and then even light, light can, can disrupt your sleep. So I sleep with an eye patch on, right? Because what you want is uh, melatonin is a hormone that we naturally make mm-hmm. to help us sleep. And what happens is when it gets dark, that's when it starts getting released. But if we're just in the light all the time, right? We've got electric lights, we're on the TVs, the computers until hours of night. So we don't have that natural circadian rhythm that we were born with. And when you don't have that, you not so great, right? You actually don't get as good as sleep. So Really important you sleep in a really dark room with no lights. I literally cover my uh, clock, which has, I think, a blue or green light. I cover it with a cloth every night. I don't, I don't want no lights. No lights in my room, everything dark, quiet, um, so that you can get the sleep you need because it's so important because that is when we rep- rep- repair ourselves literally overnight. That's when we rest, we restore, we repair and if you're not getting good sleep, you're you're just you're you're just waiting for disease to happen, really, mm-hmm. right? Because you just you, wow. you just at some point you will, you know, you're you, there'll be some. Um, the other thing I like to talk about is that we're, you know, we're we're walking around with these buckets, right? And when your bucket gets overfilled with you know the toxins and the stress and the lack of sleep and all of that, at some point, something's going to be that last drop that will make the bucket overflow and you get sick. Mm. And wow. so, the the more we can do to empty our bucket every day, the healthier you're going to be. And okay, so, please, I'm going to I'm going to speed you yeah. up.
0: Only a yeah. little bit. Okay. Only yeah. a little bit because mm-hmm. we're only we only did three and we've got four more to go. Okay and we yeah, have, okay. we'll keep going. We okay. only have a little over twenty minutes on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: I'll jump I'll jump ahead. So and some of these are 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 quicker too. So so exercise is number four. And again, okay. just move your body every day. Even if it's just yep. walking. I love my rebounder. So many ways. You could follow me for more ways to exercise, but we were meant to move. Um, and I'll yes. just say one more thing about that, which is our lymphatic system, um, which is our drainage, or, or I was just talking about emptying your bucket. The way mm-hmm. we empty our bucket is through our lymphatic system, and the way we move that is we have to move. It doesn't have the heart to pump and get the toxins out of our system. We have to move our body to release those toxins. So you've got to move your body. This is why exercise is so critical. So you've got to move your body every day. Okay, number
0: five,
1: um, live in a clean home. So by this, I mean there's two. There's this is a double entendre because yes, you want to be aware of dust, mold, toxic chemicals. All these things are really important, but even a bigger level um, is is kind of that second. Well, kind of what I just sort of said, which is that there are hidden toxins um, in our cleaning products, in our cookware, our furniture, our flooring, our bedding. So you really, I teach, I teach this as well, like how to go room by room through your house and mm-hmm. detoxify it, you know, and, and, it, and you do it again, baby steps, one step at a time. Um, you, you have to like go, through, you know, some people, they take, this, they take this module in my course and they're like, oh, my God, everything's toxic. No, no, don't panic, just one thing at a time as soon as you learn about mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you get rid. You know, you're done with your. Uh, you know, your laundry detergent's almost gone. Before you buy new laundry detergent, research good, healthy laundry detergent, and then buy better the next time. So that's an example there. Got it. And wow. then number okay. six. Number mm-hmm. six is to nourish your mind. So this has to do with reducing your stress, increase, increasing your happiness. And how does one do that? There's all kinds of tools I teach about this. One is mindfulness. Mindfulness is being in the moment and paying attention on purpose. Um, you know, it's not about changing what's going on, but it's just a matter about living in the present. That sounds so simplistic, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to do. We spend yes. 90% of our lives, like, worrying, worrying about the future and, and being upset about the past, right, right? You gotta that's that's not where life is, right? That life is right now. Life is what's happening. We're having this conversation right now. We are living in the present. And if we all actually spent more time really being present, um, wow, that alone, tip of the day. I mean, that just try that on for a week and see how much different your life is. And yeah. and, and find how and find how often you're not being present. Like you're thinking about mm-hmm. You know, have you ever done that thing where you're driving somewhere and you get somewhere and you don't even know how you got there? Yeah. You're not you're not paying any attention to your driving. You're, you're thinking about a million things.
0: You're distracted.
1: You're not being present, you know. You're, so the, the, the example of a, a way to try this on for people is when you're brushing your teeth, concentrate on what you're doing. Feel the toothbrush mm-hmm. in your mouth. Think about it. Oh, I'm brushing my
0: teeth. Because I guarantee you, you're not thinking about brushing your teeth when you brush your teeth. No, that's a that's so you know that's so simple. I mean these these tips and and it's, and like I said, I I did find your link tree. Um, 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 what am I trying to say? Site. So I will make sure that people go there so they can see this and get this. But you know, if everybody just takes away one simple. It's not that it's necessarily simple. Let me not make it, but I mean, <laughs> you know, just 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 not drinking water out of a water bottle anymore. You know, yeah. I just whatever. So, what, what is the yeah. seventh and the and that that seventh? Um, um, the seventh one killer. is um, is it has to do
1: with your hygiene. And taking care of um, two of your, your or both your oral health because your oral health is very much linked in with your whole health of your body, but also your skin. Mm-hmm. Your skin is your largest organ, so um, you you, it, you know you got to choose again non toxic beauty products, personal care products, and then you know just what we learned from the pandemic is just the simple act of washing your hands often. Um, yes. Is huge, right? People like that kind of went away. Like nobody ever thought about that until the pandemic hit, and then it became a thing. Well, I found out a long time ago when I start when I was uh, teaching moms and kids that that is the number one reason why children are get ill more than you know during cold and flu season is because they don't have good hygiene. They don't wash their hands. Um, okay. It's not because they don't have developed immune system, which is what I would would have thought it's because they just don't they're not good at washing their hands. So, that act alone um will keep you, you know, safe from picking up a lot of stuff and sharing it, right? We don't we like to share a lot of things, but please don't share your germs.
0: <laughs> exactly. Keep them to keep it to yourself, right? Oh my god. Keep, keep them to yourself. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's really important. I, I really wanted you to get to this question, and that is your online course and membership. I think it would be really great for you to talk about that now. Yeah, wonderful. So um,
1: basically, I um, after you know being a, a, an advocate and a coach for a while, I decided I really wanted to do a course. So I created a seven-module course that basically takes you through the seven simple steps that I just talked to you about, but uh-huh. a deep dive into each of them. And um, so that's now available online. I, I taught it live the first couple of times, and I may teach it live in the future, but at the moment it's just uh, you could actually, like, buy the course today and do the whole thing on your own timeline and whatnot in the comfort of your own home. Um, but, even, but then I decided that I what I, again, going back to my, uh, you know, gym analogy. You know, uh-huh. it's great to have this information, but you really need to implement it. You need to put it into your life, right? And so, I created a membership, and by that, we meet on Zoom every week. Um, right now, it's it's every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific. We meet on Zoom once a week, and what I do is that one month, one the the first of the month. I lead a master class. So I teach on one of these topics. You know, I teach on nutrition or um, like this month I'm going to be talking about how, um, you know, to screen, you know, healthy ways to screen your breasts before and after a diagnosis. Um, so every month I have a different topic and I teach about it. And then two, of, two, two, two times a month i have what's called a support call and then that's really for anything right it's for our celebrations our challenges um it's whatever the members want to talk about any questions that are coming up um it's just a way to support each other and then the the other month the other week i should say of the month i bring in a guest expert and i have to tell you Mm i'm i'm thrilled with my guests. i have now Uh, had 11 guest experts uh, join the membership. And they are sharing, I mean, everything from, uh, you know, Qigong to learn how to do tapping to nutrition to how to grow your own healthy foods. Um, I've had uh, a doctor on who was a, a, a breast cancer surgeon and now she's hung up her knife because she realized that's not the way she could empower women. She now does what I do basically. But she, you know, she came and spoke to our members. I I mean, I get the most amazing guests and this month I have someone who is from a company called um, holistic healthy home. Uh, So she does what I do, you know, in terms of teaching, you know, how to detoxify your life and whatnot at your Mm -hmm. home. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I bring some really heavy hitter, um, you know, experts to the table. And we, we not just learn about this stuff. We practice it, right? We actually, oh, last week I had a guy um, teach our member last month Reiki. Did you know that you could actually oh. learn how to do Reiki on yourself? Really? So he taught our members how to self-do Reiki. Yeah. So, and now all of these, uh, I record all of these calls. And so they go into a library, so if you were say to join the membership today, you would all you would have access immediately to all of those master classes, all of those guest experts, all of those tools um, wow. It's pretty incredible when you think about it because it I, it's very affordable, so it's really not crazy what i'm offering it's wonderful what I'm offering, but i I'm doing it <laughs> at that because I think it's so so critical and I will tell you that uh, if you talk to any of my members, like they just, to watch their progress over the last year, these women, and, and actually I also have a man in my group who is
0: amazing. I was going to ask that and, question.
1: Go ahead. Yes, I do. He's, and he and I love him. And he knows if he's listening, he knows who he is. Um, mm-hmm. Because yes, men can get breast cancer too. And he's yes. actually on the, he's actually part of the membership because his wife is a two-time uh, breast cancer survivor. Um, but whatever the reason, um, I, and I, I will tell, oh, this is what I, I want to make clear, too. Who's it for? If, if you're thinking, oh, well, I haven't had breast cancer, so that wouldn't be good for me. Um, no, actually, my membership runs the gamut. I have people that have never had breast cancer. They just want to prevent it. I have people <laughs> that are in the throes of it right now. They're going through it. You know, they just, or they recently had a diagnosis. Uh, I have people that have had a diagnosis and, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're beyond it a little bit, but they don't want to have a recurrence. So, really, I've, I kind of really cater to anyone that wants to have vibrant health and avoid breast cancer. Just Is, is it genetic? Yeah. Well, this is going to be surprising. It's, it's actually mostly not. It's less than 10% genetic. And that surprises a lot of people Um, because, and so there's, there's good and bad with that. Right. But the bad part is that means we're all at risk, right. That means that, you know, over Uh 80% of people that get breast cancer had no link to their family and they're so shocked, right. They're so surprised. And it's like, that's why this message is super important because people think, Oh, you know, no. And, And then, or, or they think I have to have the BRCA mutation or whatnot. I will let you know, I did not have, so for me, breast cancer did kind of run in my family. Both of my grandmothers had breast cancer. Uh, okay. My mother had ovarian cancer. So it was already oh, wow. on my radar. But <laughs> um, I did not have the BRCA mutation gene. Uh, every, all my genetic testing was clean. So it was something else, right? And for me, I realized there were a lot of this stuff that I didn't know um, and had I known what I now teach, I may never, never have had breast cancer in the f- first place. So I really feel passionate and strongly that you know knowledge is empowerment, and you absolutely can avoid this disease. I want the statistic to go way down. Um, I, like I said, I'm not so I'm not so interested about curing you know finding a cure for breast cancer. I'm interested about people preventing it, and because it's not genetic. That means it's it's within our control. Oh, one thing I didn't mention um is something that? called epigenetics. Epigenetics that? means that it's it's basically why lifestyle medicine is so important. It's because they've discovered that you can turn on and off genes by your lifestyle. So you can turn on good genes and you could also um you know turn off bad genes. So even if you're Even if you do have breast cancer in your family and you're freaking out right now and you're thinking, oh, my God, my so-and-so has breast cancer. I'm going to get breast cancer. No, that's not necessarily true because you can turn off those bad genes just by your lifestyle choices. So that's the key. It's not about whether or not it's genetic. It's about what are you doing in your life day to day. And, And diet and lifestyle are such a big part of that. And if you get those keys and you, you do that, then you know you, you'll you'll be so much the better for it.
0: Yes. What do you, What do you think is the relationship between all of what you said and um, nature? Oh wow. Um, I think healing. How much time, time do nature, we have? Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. We're, we're we're getting down to the down to the end. Um, yes, I think nature is my number one go-to for healing powers. I I have a podcast that I did with a woman years ago on this because I think literally nature saved my father's life during the pandemic, um, and uh, so you can you can look for that. That's also on my link tree. But I just came back from two weeks in New Zealand, just mm-hmm. going through the gardens of New Zealand, and I can tell you it was so amazing to be engulfed in nature for two weeks i love there's just talk about being mindful there's something about getting out in nature um and you're just mindful and you're just in awe of the beauty of it the smells the sights the sounds we all we're all from the same matter right we're all it's like the universe we're all come from atoms we're all the same right we're connected we're all connected and for me, there's nothing more healing than being in nature. So again, when I talk about exercising, I tell people, double it. You know, don't just go. You don't just go get exercise, but do it outside. Go for a walk outside. Yes. Ride a bike yes. outside. I mean, gym, gyms are great, but we've we've lost <laughs> touch with nature. And if you can get out into nature, um, wow. I will also tell you that when I'm in nature, like. I've had times where I've been in pain and I, the pain goes away. It literally like, it's just gone. So, um, I I just can't speak highly enough of it. I think, you know, however you can, I don't care where you live. Even if you live in the city, go to your local park, um, whatever you can do, get out, try to put it in your calendar that you commune with me. And no, I, I, well, here's another thing. I see. I'm so full of information. I could go on all day, but, um, <laughs> vitamin D vitamin D is critical to our health. And guess how we get vitamin D sunshine, sun. get out in the yeah. sunshine. Don't, don't always have sunscreen on. It's okay for you to be in the sun for like 10, you know, 10, 15 minutes, get mm-hmm. some
0: sun on your skin and you'll be so much happier for it. You know, I, I can really relate to many of the things that you've said um, and because I do have one of those watches that holds me responsible for that exercise that you just talked about. Um, and I can tell you, even if I'm out on what could be a very busy street, but where I'm walking, I feel very safe, and there's a caterpillar, there's a dragonfly, there's some ducks. Mm. There's there's a there's an egret. I I love nature, and you can really find it anywhere. You know, people that live on the East Coast. I mean, they're they're getting ready for fall foliage. I wish we had that here, but whatever mm. wherever you live and whatever you have, to be able to take advantage of what's outside we've we've got to, to move our bodies outside and i i definitely believe that what you've just said is absolutely true it makes us feel better and i think it makes us i mean i'm not the expert here you are but i suspect that by getting some exercise in it also helps us sleep better as well. Would you agree? Oh,
1: absolutely, yes.
0: That's that's, that's critical. Yep.
1: Just don't do yeah. it right before you get into bed. <laughs> like like do it at least, right. an hour, like at least two hours before because you want to wind down. But absolutely, yes, You it gets rid of your stress. It helps you sleep. There's
0: so many benefits to exercise. I ah, love it. I do too. And, you know, I know we're just at the end here, but I just got to say because we are neighbors – and I do know that you're a performer. I watched you in Music Man and El Segundo a month or so ago. You are so talented. Did you just love being on stage? I, I do. I really do. Um,
1: I, that was, you know, like, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up or whatever. I, I did go to Northwestern yeah. as a theater major. Um, I oh, always my thought God. That you're I, kidding. I, I, no, yeah, I wanted to be uh-huh. an I I did. I was an actress for 10 years. I did a lot of theater Um, I did like one movie, but, um, but the point is I, I just couldn't make it as my career. Um, but it wasn't because I know it wasn't because I wasn't talented. I have the talent. It's just, it's very much a luck industry and I just didn't have Mm -hmm. good luck. And, um, you know, I, I met my husband and needed to make money. So I had to get a real job, but I still (laughs) love doing it. Um, and I love it Mm -hmm. because I again I love giving joy to other people. I, I, I'm I'm a comedic actress mostly and I have the ability to make people laugh and again laughter yep. is very healing. I know that now from my teaching. Um it laughter is medicine and um, you know, it may not be as important as, you know, being a breast cancer advocate, but entertainment is not to be taken lightly. People that can entertain, nope. and I, I, I absolutely love it, and I, I love doing musicals. So I'm going to keep doing my acting thing on the side, and who knows? Maybe Good. I don't know, unless, I was, unless I'm discovered tomorrow, and then, <laughs> and then maybe <laughs> I'm not sure what I would do. You know, honestly, oh, Marcia, I'll put this out to the universe. What I want to do is I, I want to have my own uh, TV show um, that, that, that helps people yeah. with their health but i'd like to combine my two loves my acting and my
0: um my advocacy and teaching health so that's, that's gosh my goal. i can see you i can see you doing a ted talk um i know i have a connection to that for you um but this has just been so informative to start the month of october with this conversation i think is so vital and um i'm i, I mean my hand is on my heart i i feel like What you've said is so important. And I did find your, like I said, I did find your Linktree um, website. I'll make sure that that is also included in the follow-up blog so people can go to both your website and your Linktree. And thank you, Katie. I mean, really, thank you for all that you do because you don't know today what life you might have altered just by somebody listening to this podcast with us together. It's phenomenal. Oh, that's so great.
1: I, in fact, I, I told someone earlier. I say if I if I make it if I made a difference in one person's life today, I've done you my job. It. Ideally, I will affect thousands of people. But um, you know, it starts it starts with one, and the ripple effect, right? What I teach you, yep. go go teach someone else. Teach it to your family, your friends. Right. Please don't please please share me, share my information
0: because that's what I. Yes. Want. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I think that people will get a lot out of this, and I hope that you will get even a larger membership. And I'm just really grateful that on October the 2nd of 2023, you and I got to do this together.
1: Thank you so much. Oh, me too. Thank you so much, Marcia.
0: It's been such a pleasure. It has. Okay, everybody, go out and do something. Do something for your health do something for your family and I'll be back again next week. Bye for now everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye.